Friday, and you are tuned in to P.S. Don't Forget to Heal. This is episode three. Camille is present today. Hey, hey. And this week's topic is trauma and triggers. And so the question of the day is what traumatized and now triggers you? Because sometimes we experience things that seem to follow us for the rest of our lives. And sometimes we have triggers and we don't even realize it. And most people think trauma is like experiencing a car accident or a mass shooting. And it doesn't even have to be that big of a situation. It could be something as small as being yelled at as a child a lot or being yelled at in a relationship as an adult. Um, There's no one size fits all. And two people can even experience the same trauma and it affect them completely different. So... You know, what we're here to talk about is how to overcome and heal so we can live the lives that we desire and we are meant to live. You know, so the first step is to admit acknowledgement is key. Acceptance is key. Avoidance is detrimental. You can't you can't run from it. And when you don't heal and make peace with these things, then we literally go head to head with them. At least it feels that way for the rest of our lives because they don't just go away. They become a part of you. And. I feel like I've given this example before, but always say it's like you sitting at a park and say you're having lunch by yourself. Say you're sitting in front of a tree. And at a distance, you see a, a, a really big dog and you notice it's coming towards you. And so this dog comes up to you and it's trying to eat your food. So in that, you're sitting there and you're fighting back and forth with this dog and all this dog wants to do is eat. And because you're trying to stop him, of course, he's starting to attack you. And how exhausting is that? Like, why not just give the dog a piece of the the meat that he's wanting and you guys can coexist in peace. You eat your food, he eats his. And I always say, feed your demons or your demons will eat you. Like, they just want to be acknowledged and accepted. They want the same grace that you give all of these external things that don't even matter. Make peace with them so no external things can even pull them out of you. They can't get a reaction. Your demons ain't even going to be paying attention because you fed them already. So... (laughs) so that's just kind of my interpretation of it and hopefully it was in a way that you guys can understand and so we're just kind of going to sit and talk about a couple experiences that we've had ourselves and you know just how you know we learn to deal with them or how we're still learning to deal with them okay well so oh my god Okay, so this is this. I'm gonna talk about this. So I guess this is kind of okay. more recent than anything. Um, so it's not even funny. I just okay. Let me get myself together. So um, basically, you know, I was in a relationship um, with a with a guy, and. Um, So, yeah, I was in a relationship with the guy, and um, it was an abusive relationship uh, mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and all that type of stuff. Um, so, that that's what traumatized me. Um, 
it, it was like still to this day. Like I'm still like working on healing from that. Um, Cause I feel like to me, it's still recent. Um, and I don't know what to say for real. It's, um, I don't know, still, like I said, traumatizing to me. Like I went through a lot of stuff. There's still stuff I, I don't talk about. Um, and I just feel like, you know, I wasn't, I'm not ready to talk about it, but there is things that I have opened up. Like if anybody uh, that's listening uh, follows me on Snap or whatever, I do talk about it from time to time, um, especially like in October. Um, I think last October I had talked about it because October is Domestic Violence Awareness Month. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, like I was saying, I was um, in this relationship, um, and it was, like I said, traumatizing uh, physically. Like, you know, the person put their hands on me, um, bruises, um, concussions, like all that uh, type of stuff. And even like, I feel like now, like I'm over, not, I'm not over it. Cause like I said, I'm still healing from it, but it doesn't affect me as much like physically as it does like emotionally still. Like I feel like I'm still dealing with it more um, on the emotional side. Um, and then just like being in that relationship and then going into another relationship right after it, I did not heal. So like being in a new relationship now, like I'm still dealing with stuff. So sometimes some stuff that my partner does now, like it does trigger from the last relationship and that kind of affects my relationship now or has reflect, has affected my relationship now. Um, but I just feel like... <sighs> I don't know. Go ahead, jump in, jump in. Jump in, jump in, jump in. Because I, it's still like, I don't know, like, I'm not like. Well, so I feel like this is good, though, because this is an example. Because it's still hard. Like, it affects you in a way that it's still hard for you to talk about. It's still hard for you to express it. And that's something that happens. To people, like I said, it, you, two people can experience the same thing and it affect them differently. So this is just one of the things. Like I feel like sometimes people don't even realize certain things have traumatized them. Like there are certain things like you don't even realize it until after, and you're able to sit back. Like like one thing, like with me, like you know how people say, you know how people might ask you, like, are you a bedroom person? Or are you a living room person? And, like, I mean, before, I don't feel like I was either or. Like, when I first moved out into my first apartment, like, I don't even think, did I have a, a TV back in my room? I feel like I did. But I would sit either or. You know, it was, wasn't like, you know, you know, a bedroom person probably just sit up in their room all day, you know, or vice versa. But um, there was a relationship that I was in, and our fights would get so bad I would go to my room or as crazy as it's about to sound, he would make me go to my room. And so after a while, like that became my safe, safe space. Like anytime our fights would, it would be heated or it would come become physical. I would go to my room and that's where I would remain. And I didn't even realize it until after, and I'm in a different space. We weren't living together and I had a whole, you know, living room set up, whole, TV, you know, whatever, everything, and it was just there for show because I was so used to being in my room all the time. And 
like so like I said, sometimes you don't even realize it until you know, sometimes you're talking about it or telling somebody else and you're like, Oh damn, like why don't you know, why don't I sit in the damn living room? But it was because for me that's where a lot of my abuse took place. Mm-hmm. So I just gravitate to my room. That's that's my safe space. Yeah. Even now. It's nothing like that has even taken that's place. But that's just what I'm used to doing, sitting in my room. So you still continue on with that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I'm kind of ready to jump back in. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but for real, I just I don't know. Like she was saying, like it is hard to still talk about sometimes. Um, but like the one main thing, like for me, like just getting out of the relationship, like being in a relationship, I felt like, or he made me feel like I was a problem, which was manipulation. Um, like anything I did was wrong. Nothing he did was wrong, and I like truly believe that like you couldn't tell me that none of it was my fault like it was all my fault everything that happened like the reason why he beat me uh like literally just anything like it was my fault until I stepped out of the relationship I felt like I well I'm not like that I felt like I realized that I was not the problem um but even like I said going into another relationship just some of the stuff that, um, like, we may have argued about or do argue about. Like, sometimes I still feel like it is my fault um, just because, I guess, like, my my mind was trained that way in my last relationship. Um, so I'm still kind of like, um, I don't know what you want to call it, but I don't know. Like, I carry some of that stuff onto my next relationship. Um, it's an unhealed trauma. Yeah, so that's why, like, I know the first one that we talked were what's the first one? I think it was the first one talked about therapy. Like, therapy is not for everybody, but I feel like therapy kind of, like, helped me or is helping me work through some of those traumas. Because I, like, this happened, like, my daughter's six, so, like, five years, five years ago. And, like, I still am trying to heal from this because um, I was trying to heal and I didn't do it. And then now, like, I don't know, like, I feel like now it's definitely affecting me personally and in my relationship or whatever um so I feel like you know it's time to work on that like I'm not about to keep carrying this over my shoulder like I feel like just talking about it and just um saying certain stuff that did go on that I haven't told anybody about it's like a weight lifted off my shoulder for real because there's like I like when it happened like some of my family like they felt like they knew but they wasn't really for sure. And I would lie and say no, of course. Or the person would be like, well, if you tell, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z to your family. And just being in a relationship at that time, like, I felt like they would do it. But just stepping back out, like, yeah, you really wasn't going to do it. But it's just like I feared for them because of what he was already doing to me. I felt like he would do to them also. But like I said, stepping out of the relationship, I finally knew like this person really wasn't going to do that like they just you know didn't want nobody to know um so I don't know I just feel like um I don't know it was hard being in that situation um it was hard to get out of although it didn't go on for like years and years or whatever I feel like it felt like fucking years um it was definitely hard to get out of, and um, it's crazy because, like, once I got out of it, and I'll, I'll never tell nobody this besides my therapist, like, I still, like, crave this person. Like, even though 
he was in the wrong and stuff, like, I still craved him. Like, I still, like, I don't know what it was. Like, and I guess they said, like, yeah, like, I just still, like, I don't know. It was crazy because it's like, why am I still craving for this person after they literally beat my ass? Like, it was a, a time where, um, you know, we got into it because um, I asked asked the question. I guess the person didn't like it. And, like, they, like, fucking choked me until, like, I passed out. And I woke up hours later, like. Okay. You can go, yeah. So I think that one thing I wanted to touch on is that, you know, because I know she said, you know, it's been five years and it's something she's still healing from. And I think it's just important to to say that there's no time frame on healing. There's no, it's just not linear. There's no one way. So everybody's going to, everybody's going to heal differently. Some people may heal faster than others. Some, some people may take more time and that's okay um, because your journey is unique to you. Um, also, <clears throat> I feel like sometimes when we're in those type of situations so long, you know, like she was saying, like she, there was a part of her that still wanted that person that still wanted to be with them or be around them. And of course that's a trauma bond. And I'm sure a lot of people have heard that term, but it's, it becomes comfortable. You become because in that, like, anything outside of that seems abnormal. You know, you get comfortable in the abuse with that abuser because they're also, like she said, it's, the manipulation is there too. You know, making you think that there's nothing else outside of them. You know, if you leave, they're going to do this or, you know, whatever the case may be. It's, you just, you literally become numb. Or you just, you adapt to the situation because you don't know anything else. Um, I remember there was a situation that I was in myself. Um, this wasn't my boyfriend. It was just, I don't even know what you want to call it. Um, but there was a guy I was involved with for a while, long time though, um, a couple years. And um, he was very abusive. Um, and it was just bullshit after bullshit and there was a I just had got to a point where I'm like I don't want to deal with this no more and I remember I blocked him on everything or not everything I changed my number and I think I may have blocked him on Facebook and because I was just tired I didn't want to deal with it anymore I didn't want to deal with other females like it was just too much and like I said we weren't together but yeah y'all know so anyway um I remember him sending me a voice memo on Instagram because that was the only way he could get to me and asking me if he could, um, if we could just, he just wanted to talk. And so I, eventually I gave in and I'm like, okay, so, um, I go and I meet up with him and I took, I drove my grandma's car because I had wrecked my car dealing with him. My car was totaled. And so I go to meet with him and we're in the car. And like I said, I was just over it. Like I literally just wanted to be done and we're talking and I was just like, you know, I was telling him like, I'm just tired. Like, I don't want to do this no more. 
XYZ. And of course, the first thing he says, so what, what you talking to somebody else? And in my mind, I'm like, well, you know, if I tell him yes, then he's going to leave me alone. Like if I say yes, there's somebody else, even though there wasn't like, he's going to leave me alone. And I was like, yes, yes, there is somebody else. It's first, it just came out. And next thing I know, I just felt the back of my head hit uh, the driver's side door. Like, and it was so hard and so fast. I had to turn around and make sure like my grandma's window wasn't busted. And next thing I know, there's a gun in my face. And he was like, I knew that it like, you know, just manipulation. And he was just crazy, like just pointing this gun in my face. And it was just, it's crazy because when I think back when like, I wasn't even scared. Like I was just so tired and so burnt out and so depressed and just everything under the sun. I just, I was just like, just do it. If that is going to get me away from you, just do it because I don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, obviously he did not because I'm here telling you the story, but I just wanted to give that example of how, just how drowning it can be like how deep it can go and it, it may not even look like it to some people a lot of people you would just never know what a person really is going through behind closed doors you would never know and a person you know people they might not you know most people who are abusive and narcissistic they are never like that around other people it's only the person behind closed doors that sees that side of them and so it makes it even more frustrating because everybody else is like, oh, they're not like that. Or hey, they don't see that side of them. So that's another thing that's just like, you know, because that will make that other person, the, the person that's being abused and manipulated, feel like they can't go to anybody because nobody's going to believe them. Mm-hmm. So, so Camille, when you do feel triggered, what do you do? Like when you feel like something is, triggering you what do you what do you do um well um i used to drink i used to drink um but now like just being in therapy they just kind of just teaching me different coping i i guess skills but mainly like now it's just like take a deep breath type thing um I haven't really tried anything else for real. Honestly, I'm not gonna lie. Um, well, I try to avoid the triggers. But it's like sometimes I I know some of my triggers, but like you said, like there's stuff that I don't even know is gonna trigger me, like that pops or up too. Like, you, you don't even know part. you're being triggered. Like you haven't associated those things together to realize like, oh shit, like yeah. that's, this is coming from this. This is why I'm feeling this way. And uh, most of the time, like it really like, I don't know. Like, it gets my anxiety going. That'd be the thing. Because um, you're being triggered. It'd be bad. So, like, I don't know. Like, I just isolate myself sometimes, too. Um, but I'm still working on that. I'm trying to trying to figure out how to, um, like, what things to do when I am being triggered. Because I really, like, before, like I said, I really wasn't doing too much. But being in therapy is helping me learn different skills to cope with the triggers or how to manage the triggers um, and stuff like that. Um, but I wanted to talk about that too because I remember, well, not talk about that, but um, I'm just sitting here writing down some notes and stuff too. But um, I don't know. I feel like 
situation, like, for me, um, I used to see people, you know, in this situation. I always wonder, like, it could never be me. Um, like, why do they stay and stuff like that? Um, and like I said, it is definitely hard to get out of um, once you're in that situation. Um, but I don't feel like people are dumb or, uh, like, stupid for staying because... It's just, I don't know, like, it's, you have to be in a situation to know, like, because it, it's, it's, like I said, it's definitely hard to get out, and then, like I said, people will be like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you if you, if you leave, or I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z to so-and-so, like, just to kind of give, like, another story, and this is kind of, like, stemming from, like, you know, I do also, um, I don't know, be having, like, some PTSD moments, like, uh, when I lived in the old house that I was living in, like, that's where a lot of this stuff had happened. And I remember one time we got into it, and he um, banged my head up against the cabinet door, and I had in some weave, so it stuck to the, the cabinet. So it's like every every time I seen that, that was a trigger for me. So I guess that's an example as yeah. a tr- of a trigger. Like, that was a trigger for me because I will have a flashback of what happened. Um, like, I used to have nightmares. I still do, but they're not as bad. Um, or if I hear the person's name sometimes, like, my anxiety gets real bad. Um, go ahead. <laughs> well, no, because, you know, that's something I wanted to kind of incorporate or bring up at some point. It ain't nothing super big, but I also shared a post about it because it just pisses me off. Like, <laughs> no, because it's like when st- certain stuff like that, like, like you say, you're, I mean, I know the situation, so... You know, for me to come and tell you, oh, I seen so-and-so. Oh, so-and-so thing. And like, why am I going to come? Something you're trying to heal from. Why am I going to keep bringing up this person to you? Like, for what? It ain't got nothing to do with you. And it's not conducive to your healing for me to keep bringing up something that's triggering you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that pisses me off because people do that shit. And it's like, what is your point? And I just feel like people like that, that's people you want to stay away from because they just want to get a reaction. And those are drama-filled people like... And I, I have people like, well, a person. <laughs> There's somebody in my life that does that to me. Like, oh, I seen so-and-so or what's going on with this? Like something that I wouldn't even know anyway. And it's like, why are you bringing that to me? And you know, I'm still recovering from this shit. You see me at my lowest with this situation. And here I am, you see, I'm, I'm growing and I'm doing better. And you want to keep throwing this shit in my face. Mm-hmm. All that shit, I'm getting triggered right the fuck now pisses me off like that is just some of the silliest shit and like I said that's just nobody that you want in your life that's not somebody that genuinely cares about you and your healing at all shit no but for real that's it's definitely true though because it it is it's definitely triggering like I said just hearing the name um hell was one time I was sitting at the bar and somebody walked in the door and I literally got like a glance and I thought it was him Oh, how the fucking anxiety attack in the fucking bar? Like, that's how bad it is. Like, and don't let nobody tell you how to heal or how you should heal or how long it should take you. Like, you do it at your pace how you want to do it and what feels comfortable to you. Because you definitely can't put no time limit on it. Regardless, if you feel like you heal, you not really heal. Like, and don't let nobody tell you what should upset you and what shouldn't. Yeah, because. I'm telling you, like, like I said, it's been five years, and I still, I, I still, like I said, I don't have the nightmares as much, but I still have nightmares from it, um, like, 
of course, you know, I got a kid from it. So just kind of sometimes looking at her, that's that's a trigger. Like, be like that. But, you know. Or even anybody affiliated with the situation. And don't, if, if you got to remove certain people, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. I'm going to say that again. I don't care who it is, how close they are to you, what other people think, how you should handle it. Do what you got to do for you. And what's best for you? If you got to stay away from certain people until you can figure out how to manage how you feel about the situation, do it. Don't let anybody say, oh, that's your cousin. That's your sister. That's your brother. That Who gives a fuck? Who gives yeah. a fuck? And I'm saying it. No, because you got to do what's best for you. Ain't nobody else dealing with that shit but you. And I'm saying you're getting triggered if y'all, if y'all ain't going yet, but... Shit just be crazy. Like, don't let nobody tell you what to do for you, about you. Because ain't nobody living your life but you. Ain't nobody going to live it but you. Shit. Go ahead, Camille. Yeah, no. Let me just kind of, like, piggyback a little bit on what I was saying about my daughter being, like, a trigger. Like, don't get me wrong. She's a blessing for sure. But, of course, you know, it's just something that came from the situation. So it's kind of just triggering. And it'll be odd. And this is just like another thing to, because I mean, there's more situations that have tra- that are traumatizing, but that one is more recent and kind of just, or kind of recent, uh, or just one I want to talk about. I feel like because I feel like this stuff kind of goes on more um, in relationships, and people don't talk about it. And that's one thing too. Like I was scared and embarrassed to talk about it at first, but then you know, once I started talking about it. And it's crazy because, like I said, if you follow me on Snap, like, I'll talk about it every now and then. And it's crazy, like, how many females that have wrote me saying that they can relate. And I don't know, like, just me sharing my story, like, not made their day, but it kind of, like, I don't know. Like, they they wasn't alone. Like, because some people feel like they're alone. And you're absolutely not because there's, like I said, this it happens all the time, but people don't say nothing. They just suffer in silence um and I feel like you got a voice um and there's nothing wrong with using it um regardless of how you know I used to be like oh I don't want to tell my story because I don't want people to feel some type of way about the person or whatever but hell I ain't the only fucking one so it is what it is but that's just one thing that's traumatizing I guess I mean there's plenty of other things but that was just something I wanted to um kind of just touch on um I felt like that was important to me. Yeah. And I just, um, um, I noticed that when I get triggered, I get angry. <laughs> and sour patch. <laughs> I do. I just get so angry and irritated. Yes, that. But it's not to the point where I'm not around yelling at nobody because that's not really me. I'm not a, I'm not confrontational. But all I, in that time, like, because I know, I know when I get irritated because it's just like, why are you talking to me? That's the vibe I have. Like, don't talk to me, anybody. And all I know to do is isolate and go to my room. <laughs> and you know, I might write. You know, I may take a, I may take a nap. Um, or some, showers help me a lot too. I'm, I'm, I'm a shower therapy girl. <laughs> um, or just listen to music. Music helps me. Yeah, I'm good for sitting shit. in my car too for hours. I am good like for hours. sitting in the car. Um, but all in all, either way, it's isolation for me. That is that is the only thing that I've found that works. And just really, it probably sounds crazy. I, I don't care. 
but I, I literally just talk things through with myself. And sometimes it is out loud. It's what it is. But I literally just talk things through um, until I've, I'm back at a comfortable space for me where I can interact with people again. But that's just how I've found, you know, that's beneficial for me. And like I said, it's different for everybody. Um, it definitely is. Yeah. You just and you gotta figure out what works for you. Don't let, don't let don't let nobody tell you what to do. Yeah. You know, people can make suggestions, but oh no, you have to figure out what's going to work for you. Mm-hmm. Because one thing that worked for you may not work for somebody else, or vice versa. Yep. Um, There's no one way. It's not yeah. a one size fits all. Yes, definitely not. But if you are listening and then you're following us on Facebook, um, please like. Comment. We'll, we'll post something too, but um, comment below. We're going to ask, you know, the same stuff that we're talking about now. I guess like what traumatized you, and now what? Hold on. Let me let me let, let me back that up. <laughs> let me back that up because I'm trying to read and do all this. So what's traumatized and now triggers you? Like we would want to know. We want to know. We want to. We want to. Um, I don't know, we can't hear your story, but we can read your story. It's a safe space, guys. Yeah, I think that'll be good. And it may be something that we didn't talk about. Because like I said, there's other traumas, like mm-hmm. childhood traumas. Sexual trauma. Yeah. We ain't gonna go there. Yeah. Well, we could, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's different ones. So, you know, what, what traumas and triggers have you guys experienced um and how do you cope with them um yeah um let me see i don't know but like that's all i got right now y'all done got my little emotional eyes <laughs> all emotional <laughs> it's a safe space for real, I'm super emotional. That's why I'm just like, oh, we ain't gonna talk about me. I'm the biggest fucking <laughs> like, This is a good thing to talk about for sure, but. And that's another thing. That's that's the thing. For, I hate being yelled at. You yell at me, I'm crying. And it's a trigger because. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how my dad was. My dad used to yell at me when I was um little. Like, I probably got My three. grandma was a yeller, too. Three I think that's things. why I be yelling. And I try not yeah. to, but I've noticed, like, why am I saying And it even it irritates me now, like. She pulled some shit last week. I'm like, why are you yelling? <laughs> like, what are you yelling yeah, for? My mom was yelling too Girl, Saturday morning. Chill out. But that's all my dad. If I got in trouble, he just yelling. Like, I literally probably got three whoopings out of my whole time. Like, and it was because I probably did some dumb stuff. But, yeah, that's all I used to do is just yell. Because he knew I was afraid to cry. Yeah. Like, I was so and emotional. I like, I used to fucking cry. Even now, like, you know, when me and, you know, my ex used to argue and he would yell at me, like, I would just cry. Cause I didn't know what else to do. Cause I, he, he wasn't gonna let me get a word in. He wasn't gonna listen to what I had to say anyway. So now it's like yelling is a trigger for me. Somebody yell at me, I probably am gonna cry. <laughs> yeah. But it's life, and we learn. And like I said, it's all about figuring out how to deal with them. Cause like I said, they're not going nowhere. They are there. They're not going nowhere. They're there for the rest of your life. So how are you going to coexist with them? I'm going to say it again. Feed your demons or they will eat you. I promise you that. So you got to figure it out. And it's not easy. Like I said, it's just about figuring out what works for you. 
individually because what works for your friend or your mom or your cousin or whoever is not going to work for you all the time so it's just trial and error and don't put too much pressure on yourself saying oh i gotta get over this i gotta get no take all the time you need if you rush it it's not gonna be no good i think it still ain't gonna get you nowhere yeah it's definitely not and i just was reading something um the other day um like i was saying earlier like i had jumped in another relationship right after i got out of the um like the domestic one i was in and um it was saying like basically heal before you jump into another into you jump into another relationship or whatever because if you don't you're just gonna be jumping right back into that same not the same one it's just, yeah, but it's it like the, it's the same, same person yeah like if you don't heal certain things but but because I'm, I'm gonna say you can go into relationships that can assist in your healing they can be a catalyst to your healing because if you have if you have any type of how do I want to say it if you were hurt by a masculine energy masculine energy is what's going to heal you if you were hurt by a feminine energy feminine energy is what's going to heal you but the thing is you got to make sure that that space you're going into is a healing space and not one that's going to just hinder you or break you even more so, I'm not going to say you can't go into a relationship and it's not going to make you better because it's definitely possible. No, I wasn't but, saying that No, I wasn't saying, no, I'm just saying in general, I'm just piggybacking off what you're saying. I'm not saying that, but just so people know, because it does happen. Because that'll be like, people yeah, say, well, I got what you know. But it, it's possible, but you got to make sure that space you're going into is a healing space and not someone else who's also broken. Mm-hmm. Or broken, uh, the other person can be broken, but it's just a matter of where and how broken. You know, are they going to are they going to put their load onto you on top of what what you already have? So it's just you just gotta know what you're getting into. You gotta be aware of what you have going on and also aware of what they have going on to even see if they can coexist. You got you, you got your demons, they got them and they got their demons. Can all these things coexist together? No, I agree. I definitely agree. I was just, like I said, reading that, and I just was thinking, like, mm-hmm. I, I actually, I told somebody that in a reading today. Because she was like, why do I keep running into blankety blanks? And I was just like, because you ain't healed yet. Mm-hmm. And I, I did. I told her, I said, you ain't never seen that thing that says until you heal certain parts of yourself, you're going to keep running into the same, the same devils.
I ain't gonna tell y'all everything, but I'm gonna tell y'all just enough. Yeah. Um, and like she said, don't um, feel free to comment on the page if you guys wanna um, chime in on this topic. Uh, feel free to DM us or oh, DM yeah, the page. Yep, you can DM us topics. Yeah. Uh, anything you wanna hear us talk about, um, we're definitely open. Yeah, you, you know, a little bit, be a little season. Yeah, for real. Yeah, I feel like, well, I'm, well, we're about the same age. We're like, you're about to be 32. I just feel like. Shut the hell up. No. I just I'm feel ready. like we definitely have been like, like, if I would have been like, after graduating high school and stuff like that, like, I just don't, like, I didn't imagine, like, my 20s to play out the way that they did. Ooh, listen. Like. I'm so ready to put these mofos to bed. Yeah, I talked like, shit about turning 30, but I'm ready. Yeah, like, I absolutely did not imagine my 20s to be the, that way. Like, listen, yeah. I got two gray hairs, y'all, and it's just unacceptable. <laughs> oh, baby, I got, like... They got names, ooh. but I ain't gonna tell you what their names are. I got a lot. But it wasn't even supposed to go down like that. Yeah, it's horrible. So, yeah, I'm ready to see what um my 30s got for me. Mm. So, yeah. That's all I got to say. Yeah, so um, to those who have tuned in, we appreciate you listening. And um, there's definitely more to come. It smells like food. Did you cook? It's probably my Mexican. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Jeez, y'all. So anyway, um, there's definitely more to come. Like I said, feel free to inbox different topics, questions. Uh, you can also just chime in on the page about different things. It's a safe space. Um, but yeah, I hope you guys have a good weekend. It's supposed to be decent. It's supposed to rain Sunday, I think. But yes, happy Halloween. It's supposed to be a decent Sunday, and I hope the kids have a safe trick-or-treat. I hope everybody that's going to be partying has a safe night. Mm-hmm. Um, Let them kids eat that candy. <laughs> I'm not saying either way because we're going to be right here watching movies oh, uh, I do want to say the Hiller Tarot is going live on Halloween so tune in um, but yeah don't forget to heal <laughs>